Welcome to Beauty in the Business Beast. My name's Debbie Lewis from Salon Angels, and today's episode is sponsored by Salon Socials. I am joined today on my virtual sofa by Rachel Hargrave from the Awards People. And before I get Rachel to introduce herself, I want to just position that Rachel and I actually only met a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Rachel approached me, she was writing a blog about the awards industry uh, and how the hair and beauty um, professionals are either massively for or massively against and what my, what were my feelings and you know me I'm, I'm always a fan of sharing my opinion um, so I was delighted to take a call with Rachel and about an hour and 20 minutes into our uh, discovery call I said to Rachel I think this would make a brilliant episode on the podcast and so ta-da, here we are so Rachel over to you to introduce who you are and what you do. Thanks ever so much, Debbie. Um, as you say, my name is Rachel Hargrave. Everybody, apart from my mum, calls me Rach. Um, and I am the founder and chief award writer with the Awards People. And we are a dedicated niche agency. All we do is research, write and submit awards for a variety, a wide variety of different businesses, organisations and private individuals. But we also, on top of that, the other bit that we do that uh, potentially um, takes us out of, of the norm is that we show people how to maximise their nominations, their finalist positions and their winning, uh, their winning places. Um, one of the things I'll often be heard saying to potential clients is I, I don't actually care if you win. I care you're a finalist and you maximise the opportunities that come from that, which a lot of people think is a really odd thing to, to say, because don't we all want to win? Well, yes, we do. But if we wait for that day, then we miss some beautiful opportunities in the meantime. Oh, amen. Amen to that. And, and I know that we, we had a long discussion around it drives me bonkers when people are shortlisted or even nominated for these incredible awards. And you might get one little social media post when they get their letter saying you've been nominated or congratulations on being a finalist. And then it's radio silence because they didn't win and what an enormous missed opportunity that is for for PR and marketing. I know we're going to dig into that today. And so let me just revisit for anybody who who needs it really nailed down. You can actually help people enter awards. You do the writing bit for them. Yes. Correct for a lot of our clients. We, we, we didn't offer three services that the do thing for them, the writing, the, the submission of awards. We do it with uh, our clients, so proof and editing, uh, written uh, documents that they have uh, put together. And we also teach people to do it for themselves through a variety of online courses. But our most popular way of working with people is, is to do it for them. I'm telling you now, form phobia is a real thing. Um, people often see forms and, and, and that's enough to make them go, I can't do it, I don't want to do it. Um, but also for a lot of our clients, they are great business people um, or, or you know, run fabulous organisations, but perhaps uh, the written word is not their strongest suit. And the other thing, of course, that all of us suffer from at, at least some point in our lives is a lack of time. Yeah, and also imposter syndrome. Just because somebody else thinks you should enter an award doesn't necessarily mean that you feel comfortable writing about yourself. Uh, and I think people don't understand that often you can be nominated rather than nominate yourselves. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, you can be nominated. I think one of the big things I do talk a lot about, though, with with um, potential clients or indeed when I, I give presentations and speeches to groups of people is the fact that they can nominate themselves instead of sitting waiting for it to magically happen. You can put your own name forward for most awards. There are a few where you need to be nominated, but they are very much the minority. So um, one of my big missions in life is to, to let people know that they can nominate themselves if they wish to do so. It's not a problem. And I think most award organisers would would heartily encourage people to put their name in, the, the, throw their name into the, the circle and, and get out there and, and have a go. 100%. And, and if anybody is sitting there thinking that feels a bit icky, I promise you it's not. Um, you know, if, if you don't let the world know about you and your business, who else is going to do it? Uh, so yes, I, I love that. And, and Rachel, what on earth brought you to what you're doing now? What's been your backstory? <laughs> Well, my backstory, the, the reason that the awards people uh, became came to be was um, a client of mine from my other business. I, I run a PR agency called RDZ PR. Um, I'd known a gentleman by the name of Shahid for a long time. He called me to his office and he sat down and he said in, in, in his own very unique way, he said, I don't want any of that PR rubbish. And I, I joked with him and went, well, you know, it's kind of difficult, Shahid, because that's what I do. RDZ PR clues in the name. And he went, no, no. He said, um, we've started dipping our toe into entering awards. And Shahid is a very sharp man, very, very switched on. He said, I can see there's something there and it's gonna be a way that we differentiate ourselves from our competition, um, but we don't have the time to do it properly and to do it justice. Uh, so we want you to write all our award entries. And that's what I did. I worked with uh, him and his team for four years and they pretty much did win everything they went into. Um, and it involved, uh, ultimately it, it involved them taking calls from major, major businesses, uh, national or international companies asking them to do work for them. They had no sales force, they didn't make cold calls. Um, and they had people phoning up saying, we keep seeing you winning these awards for X, Y, and Z. Um, we want you to come and work with us. And it ended up taking his business from 10 to 30 million pounds turnover in four years. It's taken them 33 years to get 10 million quid. Mm. And I got curious and I thought, hang on a minute, if this can work for, for Shahid, why the hell can't it work for other micro and SME businesses? Um, and if and I got curious and, and I set up the awards people with a beta test website, um, networked it out there to my, my existing contacts and by Jingo, yes, it does work. <laughs> Brilliant. And to this day, you don't just represent hair and beauty uh, business owners. You, you cover all sectors, don't you, when it comes to award oh, entries? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From uh, from yeah, hairdressing and beauty, uh, restaurants, venues, accountants, solicitors, barristers, charities, oh, manufacturer, all, all I, 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 I can't think of a, a group of people we don't work with in some way, shape or form. Incredible. And I know when we were talking before, you shared with me how many awards were on your list uh, that you can actually <laughs> enter during the year. Yes, um, I'm, I'm helped out by my fabulous assistant, David, who's, whose main job is to keep up to date a list of, of UK awards. And I think he said that to me that he stopped counting at four and a half thousand UK awards. Wow. That's just UK awards. That's not international awards. And of course, you know, some awards cease to be, some uh, appear seemingly out of nowhere. Um, so that list is always changing. But I think the big thing to say about that list is um, it is a complete list, 
but not every award on that list is something that I would suggest to a client, by which I mean not all awards are equal. There are some awards out there uh, that you basically can buy. And I'm not, there's no judgment here. If that is your strategy, that's absolutely sound by me. You don't need me to help you do that. Um, but if you, I think the real power of awards and where the magic is, is in entering and winning prestigious, credible, robustly judged well-connected awards and those are the awards that you know you, you can't you cannot buy um there may be an entry fee to going uh, to putting your name into it but that is very different from the oh you've been nominated and here are our sponsorship packs starting at that that's not an award that i would suggest for my clients to go into um but we do keep a track of every one of them to make sure that we are as knowledgeable as we can be about the about the award sector and, and I know, Rachel, that you and I had a, a lengthy chat about these kind of um, popularity contest awards where all you've got to do is have the highest number of retweets or likes on Instagram or, you know, people who ring this number. Um, and, and like you say, it's it's sorting the wheat from the chaff and saying these are the ones who really do their research the judges do their research they are marked credibly they have and, and I know we were talking about um some of the awards that I've been judging recently actually remove all the key information so somebody will put in their entry we won x award and it will literally just say x award I won't know what award they've won where they are in the country how long they've been in business so that the facts and the statistics and the powerpoints stand out for themselves and I think if you are going to enter awards they're the ones that truly if you win you have really won um, um, would you agree are there some to avoid oh 100 percent, yes I, I would um I, I would never name them because I do think it's you know if somebody emails me and asks me for a view and, and I get a lot of emails asking me for a view on, on an award then yes I will give them my open and honest view and I will say why I have that view uh, but I wouldn't sit and name uh, um awards in public that I, I wouldn't particularly put our clients forward for uh, so I don't think it's fair and as I say there's no there's no judgment from my side it is a strategy and it can work um, but I think if you're going to do it properly and you're going to gain the full benefit of it then to enter and win an award where you are genuinely judged by an industry leading sector group of judges where you can get um, transparent feedback on, you know, if you aren't successful or indeed if you are successful, you, you can get the, the feedback on on what was good, what was not so good. So you can learn from the process and develop it. That to me has real merit, whereas um, oh, an award where it is purely a vote for me and it's um, oh Debbie got 2000 um, likes and Rachel got 10 doesn't make you a better business than me no. it means that do you have a have other you know better connections than me on social media or a particular platform it may have meant that you've done more work on that than, than I have um, but for me and uh, for my clients it is really about um, making sure that they are in an award that 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 feels robust and right to them and as importantly that it answers or it helps to is part of a, of, of a solution to, to answering a question they have or a goal that they've got about their businesses. So if it is about growth, what are the awards that are going to put them in front of the right audience? Um, 
to demonstrate that growth and possibly attract attention. If it's about client retention, you know, what are the best customer service, customer experience awards out there? If it's about uh, attracting investments, you know, there's different strategies that can be very much tailored to answering different goals for people's businesses. Not everybody enters awards purely to grow their business. I know it might sound mad, but they don't. My clients have lots of different reasons for entering awards. And the awards and the categories, as importantly, that we put them forward for, it's all a part of a strategy to be able to answer those questions or that, that goal, that objective, as clearly and as quickly and as confidently as we can. You mean the glassware isn't the ultimate prize? Not for me, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and, it's and, and, nice to have, though, let's be honest. <laughs> sure is. It keeps the shelves filled. But no, all joking aside, it's brilliant to hear all of the different ways in which people are leveraging um, the visibility of, uh, of being shortlisted or, or finalist or ultimately winning um, awards. Now, if we were to focus in on specifically the hair and beauty industry, there are an awful lot of hair and beauty industry awards um, but I think you had some wise words about maybe looking in addition to entering those the ones that are your local awards as well yeah I mean I, I do a fair amount of work for um, a bunch of fabulous stylists colorists hairdressers salon owners um, it seems to me that each person calls themselves something slightly different, but that that kind of grouping of people um, and, and a lot of them for a lot of them, it is about raising profiles so that they can attract more local or indeed regional um, um, clients to their salons um, and as powerful as some of those um, incredible hair and beauty awards are something I've often said to them is well have a look you know if you're based in Manchester what are the Manchester business awards if you're in Leicester what are the Leicester business awards or East Midlands awards that, that you can enter as well because um, you are a business you are you know, most of my clients are, are very successful businesses um, who are doing things that frankly a lot of other businesses aren't thinking of you know a lot of my hairdressing clients and um, they they've got their 12-month marketing plan promotion plan laid out probably for next year already yeah. a lot of my other clients are kind of going really <laughs> how do they even do that yes there's a lot that, that other businesses can learn from from them um but i also think you know if if especially with some of the good local regional awards that are covered in the newspapers and therefore also online. It's a great way to get additional traffic to your website, traffic to your social media feeds and people to pick the phone up. And one of the things we do with a lot of our clients, I'd almost say all of our clients, I think, um, is when they enter an award, we don't wait for them to win. When they've been nominated, we send out a press release. When they've been finalist, uh, listed, uh, we send out a press release. When they win, obviously, they get a press release as well. But even from those press releases going out, um, it's, you know, it's brought in business for my clients' salons and, and private studios. And, yeah, it works. It really works. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to understand the difference between paid for uh, PR and earned PR. So you could spend a huge amount of money as a salon owner putting your business in the local paper or magazines or on the radio. Yeah. However, if you've got something to announce and you send it in, you're going to get that coverage potentially for free because it's a good news story and they want good news stories. So the more you send in, the more chance you've got to be featured. 
Yeah. And I think one of the things I was talking to a friend of mine, not in the hair and beauty uh, industry, actually, uh, at the weekend, she uh, owns the largest secondhand independent bookshop in the Midlands. Uh, she's based in Leicestershire and she's just become a finalist in the FSB. Uh, celebrating small business awards huge achievement and she's absolutely thrilled so i said to her right you know phone up the love breaker which is one of her, her local uh, rags um and tell them um and i almost said to her right drop a piece in and and then i thought no don't because i think a lot of people think i can't i don't want to i don't know how to write a press release you don't need to pick the phone up phone the people you can find their names and their contact details on the website for that periodical newspaper magazine whatever and say hey i'm debbie we've just won this or we're a finalist in that or my goodness we've been nominated for the other um is that of interest to you now they might say no and that's fine but they might also say yes in which case they will write the piece for you all you need to do is pick the phone up and if there's one thing that i could say to, to clients and i do say to clients time and time again is in this wonderful world where there are so many different ways to communicate the picking up the phone and actually making a call separates you out from the crowd in a way that's almost unheard of a lot of people, and um, particularly, may I say, younger people, don't don't like the phone. They almost fear picking the phone up and using it as as in the old days, showing my age, as we used to do. Um, but it makes the difference. Pick the phone up, phone people, speak to them. Emails get lost, especially for journalists who have God knows how many hundreds of emails a day. Whereas a call, you may just catch them. You can leave a message, but you know you don't have to worry about the writing of the press release just say to them, would you like to cover it? If they say yes, they might ask you to just drop the details down on an email, they'll write the rest of it. It's a really easy way of getting coverage for yourself. That is such a brilliant tip. Uh, and I 100% agree with that. Um, and, and just going back to entering awards outside of your industry, I'm not saying don't enter your industry awards. They oh. are absolutely brilliant. But think about the wider possibilities. So the most impactful, we don't enter awards anymore. We, we tend to do more judging on them. But the biggest impact we ever had was an apprenticeship awards. Um, most salons have apprentices. Most um, employers are apprenticeship employers within our industry. And we were up for um, Apprenticeship Employer of the Year against John Lewis. And I remember thinking at the time, there is absolutely no way that we are going to win against this giant, uh, you know, well known for its, um, its customer care as well as its colleague care. And you know what? we just had a better entry. We just had a better, whoever was filling in that form um, had probably filled in a million others for John Lewis at the time. And I was filling in mine for my business and I was really passionate about what yeah. we'd achieved. And that and would come through. Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's it's the passion and, and knowing that this isn't a regurgitated entry from three years ago. This is current. And this is, you know, something, somebody's really proud of this business. And the coverage we got, we were on national tabloids for two or three days afterwards. Um, and and it, I never expected it. And I think a lot of small business owners um, will feel the same. Not, not only is it that imposter syndrome of I'm not good enough, but it's the what my little business. 
actually your little business needs to be really proud of what it's achieving and stop thinking it's a little business you can compete and often these privately owned businesses are doing just as well if not better than the huge high street giants but they just don't shout about it enough has that been your experience when you've been writing entries and seeing winners yeah I mean I, I loved that story when you shared it with me um it is something that I'm quite often I quite often hear from clients like when they look at who's won before who's a finalist before oh yeah but BT next insert name of other large <laughs> you know we're finalist and you know have you got a good story yes do you believe in that story yes can we as a team because it is a team even if I'm writing it for you you know I need the information from you and that's my job is to extract that information and keep asking questions so I get the right information uh, but then of course how I um, express it needs to sit with your style your brand if you like have your tone of voice but you know as a team are we are we passionate about how we can express this story yes well in that case I don't care who we're up against. I'll be David to anybody's Goliath. Yeah. We've got the right story. And even if you hadn't have won that that time, I had a client just recently, she was up for a national mentor award. And when she saw the um, the finalist list of, of, of nominees, there were they were a strong bunch of women. She, she particularly pointed out one person's name. Now, I, I must admit, I didn't know this person's name. Googled it, as you do. And the, the Wikipedia page came up and I was like, oh, blimey, this is a heavyweight in the world of, um, of non-for-profits, mentoring, uh, diversity, equality and inclusion, et cetera, et cetera. And my client said, I don't stand a chance against that person. And I said, I don't care if you win or you don't win. You've already won. You are a finalist standing shoulder to shoulder with somebody with that prestige, that um, credibility uh, that profile yeah. and you are standing shoulder to shoulder with that person now my client didn't win on this occasion but neither did the person that she um, admired I'm not going to say feared she didn't fear her but <laughs> she was certainly in awe of her um, it was it went to somebody completely different um, you can still get an awful lot of learning and opportunity out of that. And I said to, to my client, you know, on, on the night when you're, you're networking, go up to that person, shake their hands, ask them a question, you know, pick their brains. You're in that same room and you are on a level playing field. You are a finalist in the same category. And that gives you opportunities. Um, and she did. She had a wonderful conversation with them. They're now connected on LinkedIn, um, doing working on possibly a couple of projects together. Um, so no, my client didn't win, but didn't she? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To be in the same bracket. And the social media manager in me is going, and please tag them in all your posts, because if they don't like it and share it, I would be exactly. really surprised. Exactly. And just think about the amount. I mean, my client has a good following, but this person has, you know, a following that frankly will make most people's look small. Um, so, you know, your name going through into that feed, that, that, those, those followers feeds, it's, it's absolutely huge. Absolutely. So you have mentioned uh, the ways in which hair and beauty uh, business owners can leverage your skills. So the first one was accessing the list of awards that you carry uh, yep. through discovery conversations to find out which ones would be right. Yep. Um, you can do the full package of writing the awards interviewing them and getting all of their information yep. together and creating the profile and yep. the piece. Yep, absolutely. 
press releases you've mentioned you can create and and uh, curate those is there anything else that you do for people um oh you mentioned as well marketing plans to make sure you're leveraging the content yeah absolutely you know and that came out of when i first set up the awards people all we did was research and write and submit award entries and then i kept finding people who were winning and it wasn't even mentioned on their website or their social media so that's where the piece came in went you know what and for certain of our packages we offer it as a, as a free part of the service we'll write your press release for you and distribute it and give you the media list we give them the, the star media list which most pr agencies would never do so they've got it to hand they can keep the conversations going but we will also write blocks of social media because i, I think you you touched on it earlier but a lot of my clients feel very icky about saying either we've been nominated or we have nominated ourselves or we're a, we're a finalist or we've won they, they can't find that right language that makes that sits comfortably with them and doesn't make them feel as though they're going look at me look at me oh we great we won this oh look and that's not what they're saying um so if it helps clients some some people have their social media down pat they've got the right resources it's not needed for everybody for those people who do need it we write a block of tweets or a block of LinkedIn posts or name your social media and we get the tone right and we say look you know we're not saying it's a template please don't turn out um creative head and put in salon awards you know and, and do, no, no, don't change anything else but it, it gives you an idea follow it and take it as, as, a, as a, an example so you can feel that language get used to it get it into your bones so that next time you can do it yourself and you can talk about it because you know some of my clients uh, they might get, I don't know, perhaps a couple of hundred eyeballs on a post um, when they talk about their finalist or their winning um, posts or their journey to it. Um, oh, we're going in the taxi now. We've got the team here. I even have some of my, my clients, male and female, talk about, you know, right, I've gone out, I've bought the suit or the dress or what have you. And no end of people are really, you know, they're charmed by it and they can feel their excitement and they comment on it. But, you know, they can go from one, two hundred eyeballs on a post up to three, four, five thousand eyeballs on a post. And of course, you know, especially if it's Facebook or something, it will remind you in a year's time, oh, you posted about this a year ago and you've got another opportunity to go, oh, is it a year ago already that we won the award? <laughs> Absolutely. Content <laughs> gold. Content yeah. gold. So that's why those bits are, are added into our, our process to make sure clients are fully supported and understand it. And as soon as they get the bug and they see that people are responding, um, that's when they go, OK, yeah, I'm more comfortable with this now. We can do this. And, and really interestingly, and I, I know I bang on all the time about the Alison Rose report, um, but the Rose review uh, that studies the behaviour of women in business predominantly, um, it, it reported that women are really terrible at feeling comfortable at celebrating their success. And it's something that if we are going to inspire the next generation of young women, female founders, women in business, we have got to start showcasing and being comfortable with showcasing talent success um 
the, the journey um, because every now and again you see an awards logo pop up and it just feels like a very empty sad reflection of what was an incredibly exciting journey and like you say the getting ready whether it's the limo journey or getting on the train or turning up and seeing the glitz and glamour and if people don't see that part of it they won't be inspired to enter themselves in the future because mm-hmm. it is such a buzz if you've ever been uh, to an awards mm, yeah and, and one of my clients did it beautifully just recently he's an insurance he's not actually an insurance broker he 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 markets and finds buyers for people who are selling their insurance brokerages um and he was up for he's entered three awards he's been finalist in all three one of them announced uh, but he didn't he wasn't he wasn't the winner on the night now a lot of my clients still to this day don't comment if they're not the winner and I, I would seriously suggest you do. Do you know what? It wasn't our time tonight, but well done to Debbie for you know, huge congratulations. What a fabulous win. Debbie will be back next year, though, or whatever, whatever yeah. your tone is. But you know, congratulate the person who's the winner. David did one more. He said, he said, you know, today, not tonight wasn't our night. However, we had a blindingly good time at the insert name of venue. Food and entertainment was amazing. He said, but as importantly, I was able to talk to two or three people who've been down on my list of people I'd like to talk to for a very long time. And we just haven't managed to make diary dates meet up. I was able to talk to them tonight. There were three fantastic conversations and we're starting to do business with these people. No, I didn't win the award, but I came out a winner. Well done, David. And and there are 45,000 hair and beauty businesses currently operating in the UK. And so few of them enter awards. And so if you are, um, whenever we were shortlisted, we would make it a team event. We we would subsidise the team. It gets really expensive to take the entire team when you've got 43 people. So we would subsidise the, we would pay for the transport, we'd subsidise tickets. And everybody took it as that other night out in the year that wasn't the Christmas night out. And we loved getting together. And there is something really special and bonding about seeing your business name up in lights when your team are there um so I would really encourage you if you can and I know not everybody is able to to make it a real team event and a team effort even the entry to get the team involved is such a great morale booster definitely and and I think forgive me for saying this there are various industries in the world in the UK um that are perhaps a bit known for grasshopping you know where oh look there's a a five pounds extra a day off and off of there or a new place that's a bit more hip than where I currently work. Instagrammable. (laughs) Very yeah exactly and I think uh forgive me for saying this that hair and beauty can be one of those industries. Yeah agreed. And I think the more you get your team involved the stickier you are going to make your your employment with them or their employment with you um, because people like to stay and be able to say oh yeah I work for an award-winning or a multi-award-winning salon boom hello um oh I you know my, my boss has said to you know you know instead of me filling it out why can you just talk to Rachel for 10 minutes and just say what your experience has been like from going from apprenticeship into a full you know full position or whatever the 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 criteria the reason we're talking to them for it gets them involved in your business in a far deeper way than purely turning up for the paycheck and i think once they start seeing cvs coming in that haven't been requested from other uh, stylists colorists 
whomever wanting to come and work for that studio salon because it is known as award-winning or multi-award winning that makes your, your current staff start thinking yeah. actually you know what perhaps that instagrammable place down the road they're not award-winning they're not multi-award what do i really know about them for extra five for a day when Debbie's just taking us all down to the blah, 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 blah uh, award, you know, it, it, it really does. It gives people opportunities. I've got clients who, who no longer struggle to recruit. I've got clients whose staff retention has increased by 45 percent from involving the team in team of the year, employer of the year, salon of the year, getting them involved in those applications. And it doesn't need to be an onerous process. And, you know, certainly when people work with me, they literally need to just blab down the phone at me and I'll turn it into something beautiful <laughs> and send it to them for them to approve. Brilliant. I want to myth bust a couple of things. So quick fire round, Rachel, paid for entries, a con or not? Um, I think it's with anything, look at what you're paying for. I think with a lot of the big national awards where they've got literally thousands of people applying I'll use a non uh, hair and beauty one like the growing business awards they charge for entry now they have an early bird discount at rate they're trying to help us here get in early and they'll reduce their rate i think it's quite a significant one for that one they also take the price of the the entry off the ticket price as well if you book before two weeks before the event dates so they're trying to help but they, they they said to me before you know just between me and them on the phone call they said with, with the amount of entries we get we have to have admin supporting we have to have people and it costs us so we've got to try and recoup that you know we're a business in as much as we need to cover the costs of, of running these massive awards. I don't have a problem with uh, paying for entry fees. I think it's when you know that that money is going to a certain process, that it's not just about making money, it's about covering costs. It's about ensuring that you have the right type of award experience. Don't have a problem with it at all. That said, if you do, there are plenty of awards out there that can keep you busy for a year or two or maybe longer that are free to enter. So, you know, choose choose your weapon. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, cost of ticket for the night. Are they uh, are they taking the Michael? You know, I, I do feel more sympathetic with clients who struggle with this one. There are certain industries where it's two, three, four hundred pounds a ticket. And you're thinking, Lord above, you know, let me see what the menu is. Still bloody chicken. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I do struggle with that. Um, and I think the smaller you are as a business, if you're not a VAT registered business, it can really hurt. Again. There are awards out there. I've got talked about the FSB. I'll mention them again. I think in the East Midlands and every region will potentially have slightly different prices. But for the East Midlands, their finalist lunch. Oh, I like a lunch. Easier to network than a dinner. Um, their finalist lunch is £45 a ticket. Not bad at all. IOD, I think it was £25 a ticket. Institute of Directors, not bad at all. Um, if you go down to London and you're at a big zhuzhi uh, hotel and there's four five hundred people there you're going to be looking 100 200 pound plus tickets you just are because of the, the the venue space as much as anything and i think as well when you weigh up so a lot of our industry awards are held in london and they are four five course 
dinners with welcome champagne and canapes and a celebrity speaker and yeah. the biggest ballroom you've ever seen and it's incredibly decorated with a whopping stage and huge light and sound system I've paid more for a dinner in a cafe in London than I've paid for awards tickets so I do agree with you I think there is budget out there for everybody you can still enter awards and it shouldn't be the shouldn't be the blocker but also I think be mindful of what you're getting for your money and also for people who say I think it's wrong that you can't win if you're not there on the night but I also think what a boring awards ceremony would it be if everyone who won didn't go yeah. Um, so I think we always have to kind of I, I get the cynicism and I and I get people who are who feel like it's a little bit um, contrived, but also it's a business in itself, isn't it? These people are yeah. running businesses. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you a really quick story. I had a client. She ran a very small business. She wasn't that registered. She became a finalist in an awards ceremony. She didn't want to go on her own, but she was a solopreneur at the time. Um, so I said, well, I'll come down with you. And then I looked at the price of the tickets and I went, <laughs> OK, um, no, that's fine. We'll go down together. And I said, but um, let's call this person Emma. Um, I said, but Emma, if we're going, we're going to go with a plan and we're going to network that room to within an inch of its life. So we want to know before we even step into that room, we want to know every finalist. And I want to know the people in those finalists that you particularly want to speak to. And I want a picture. So we went down literally photo Debbie. Yeah. One. She's one person we want to speak to. And we went in. Now, I think the tickets were around about, I think they came to about two, four, five, including that. Now, that was plus my travel. And I stayed over. I chose to stay over just because it was going to be a long, long night. So let's say in round figures, it came to 500 quid just for argument's sake. I have spent more than 500 quid on a bit of marketing for my business and come out with absolute diddly squat nothing. Yeah. Now, okay, this wasn't for my business, but I was supporting my client. She didn't want to go on her own. It's the first one. It was a big award to do. Um, fine, my choice. So let's say between the two of us, we spent a thousand pounds. She came out with a conversation which ultimately ended up in her getting a piece of business from a client for 25,000 pounds. Wow. Was it worth her spending? 245 pounds for a ticket or if you want to add it up with my ticket a thousand pounds thousand pounds to make twenty five thousand pounds no brain if you're a hairdresser quite often hairdressers say to me yeah but we don't win twenty five thousand pound contracts what's the lifetime value of your client and all the people that they're going to refer to you it might be 25 grand it might be two and a half grand it might be five grand but your ticket price mm. is going to be a fraction of what you're going to get out of it and like you say, the content creation opportunity, it's not another balayage before and after picture. It's not <laughs> another eyelash picture. It's just something else. It's, it's content creation for your marketing. Exactly. Amazing. Um, and awards where you feel like the same people win every time. Let's let's explore the, the positive and the negative connotation of that. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I, I have sympathy for both sides on this. I write for clients year after year and we are the people that have to think of the new angle because we will be the company that the judges will open it up and go, oh my God, it's bloody Debbie again. And you've got to get over that quick. Otherwise they'll start to go to sleep, even if they're really, really good judges and very professional. Um, if they keep winning, 
Is it because, and um, put your bias to one side, what is it they're winning on? What is it, what, what story is it that they're telling that is, that is acing you? Now, I do hear from clients sometimes that, and there are some awards where they are sponsored by somebody uh, and that somebody then is a finalist in a category or and or a winner. It, I think it's silly, frankly, speaking personally, that awards organisers allow people to enter awards that they have sponsored enter categories, sorry, make clear, enter categories that they've sponsored. It's always going to, to raise somebody's eyebrow. Yeah. If you don't want to be in that situation, you don't want to lose to somebody who might win, who happens to be a sponsor, don't enter that award or that category. Find another one. There are four and a half thousand of them at least out there. Um, but if they are genuinely people out there who are winning and winning and winning and you're not winning, then you've got one of two choices. Choose a different category slash award. Go find out why they're winning. What are they putting on their application that is doing that? And, you know, when people have had a few drinks, it is great to get them to tell you all the things that they wouldn't normally tell you. Um, and I think I think you've got two options. You, you've either got the slightly sour grapes. Oh, well, yeah, but X always wins Y. Uh, in that case, don't put yourself into that same position. You know, go somewhere else, try something else, you know, win on your own terms in another category, another award, or take them on and go, right, X always wins, do they? <laughs> not this year, they're not. We're going to go full out. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's it just comes down to it. But it's not that your industry, hair and beauty, is not the only industry that says that. I have people in insurance, lawyers, you know, there's all different sorts of industries that, that, that have that kind of thing happening. Um, I am a person that writes for, for clients who are, are accused of being those people as well. What I'll say is they, you know, they, they're entering robust uh, awards with good judging processes, transparent processes. We tell good stories. Tell a good story. And, and I, I would add to that as, as, as a judge on multiple awards, reach out to the judges and ask, you know, in your opinion, which are the most unbiased judged awards? We're not, we're not bad mouthing the ones who have less stringent criteria. We're saying to give you the best chance, in our opinion, the most anonymized or have the, the biggest number of questions that we're scoring against and really set scoring criteria, ask a judge. Also ask the competition who is judging and, mm. and how is the judging scored? Because if you truly want it to be somebody goes away and does the research on your, your business, perhaps visits your business, perhaps interviews you, if that's really important to you, dig them out, find out which ones do that uh, because they do exist. And I think I'd add one quick thing to what you're saying there, Debbie, as well. I have had it on occasion where a client or two have wanted to enter a particular award um, and I've made them aware that that particular award uh, is also advertising on their website for if you want to apply to be a judge the fee is. Now <laughs> I'm not saying that just because you have paid to be a judge in an award that it is a bad award or a bad judging process. Yeah. However it raises my eyebrow and it does make me think if they happen to be somebody who you've got a professional, um, your professional rivals yeah. and they've paid to be an award and they're going to look at your award entry. Oh, it's a big ask for them to to be 
good and honest and transparent and judge it on the merits of that that award I had not even thought about that that is such a brilliant point I I, I really I don't like it no, <laughs> I don't no. like it now if my clients want to enter that's up to them my job is to make sure they know do you know that you can pay to be a judge and I wasn't even aware of that until last year is this quite a new thing um well I, I've certainly been aware of it for perhaps I mean it's not it's not huge I don't know that many awards that do it or certainly they don't advertise it on their websites um but I've been aware of it for perhaps two or three years now wow okay interesting and then finally I guess is the um the law of lottery you've got to be in it to win it <laughs> the number of people who will complain about so-and-so wins it every year. Um, I, I actually have judged on a number of, of competitions where I've been disappointed at the level of entries. And I, and I think in my mental black book, I know five, six, seven, maybe more people who could have won this category if they'd entered, because yeah. I know their business is better than the ones I'm looking at on this page. But at that point, it's too late. Um, so, yeah, please don't complain about it if you haven't actually entered a competition. Yeah, give yourself the time to do it. I was talking to a group of people on Friday and I said to them, you know, if you think that entering us answering five questions is difficult, you know, give yourself five weeks from deadline, answer a question a week. You know, it's, it's not difficult to do if you break it down, um, but also have a real look at the, um, the, the, the categories um, and don't make assumptions. I was talking to somebody, I won't mention the particular award because I don't think that would be uh, fair, but it was within the hair and beauty industry, specifically within the hair industry very credible award and they said that one of their categories was ridiculously low in entries year on year on year and I nearly dropped when she said it was the salon marketing award category <laughs> and I said I've sent an email out to all my hairdressing clients saying if you have ever thought about entering this category and stops and said to yourself words to the effect oh yeah but every salon does this think again because they're not entering no they're not entering so don't assume that other people will be entering because you know what you see them doing is great if they're not entering then you've just taught yourself out of possibly a win definitely a finalist place absolutely and on, on the flip side of that if all you're seeing on your social media as a business owner is people being shortlisted and finalist again forty-five thousand salons in the uk there definitely are not that many people who are winning them so it's just that you are circulating in the right networks with the winners you yeah. are hanging out with the people who are doing the right things so please again don't think oh it's not worth entering or um discredit it because so many people in your network are shortlisted that's just a good thing that means you're you're hanging out in the right crowds that's a very good point yeah so rachel what is the single best piece of advice that you've ever received oh gosh ever 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 yeah, i mean I it, it could be work related or otherwise I, th I think it is it is about knowing your why and following your dreams yeah um I think it's very easy to put yourself off and I think a lot of people do this I know I've done it through either fear or doubting yourself or thinking that others do the same as you or do it better than you or are bigger than you or are more clever than you or whatever whatever it is but I think if you 
have a very clear why, what it is that you want to achieve, why you want to achieve it. From that, you can pull out a really very simple, powerful strategy to achieve it and then work that plan. Do it. If your dream is important to you, do it and hang the rest on a on a on a washing line who cares what everybody else is doing do what you want to do i saw a great post just recently on facebook saying i don't i don't have time to, to think how green somebody else's grass is i'm tending my own yeah. <laughs> I like that. The, the pain we could solve if we focused on that mm. and, and um consequently do, do you find yourself giving similar advice over and over to business owners that you speak to is there one piece of advice you find yourself literally just pressing repeat on I think at the moment it is about um, creating that bit of time, whether that's an hour a week, an hour a fortnight, an hour a day, working to, to, to create that, that one bit of time that is your time to work on your business, not in your business, but on your business. It is amazing what you can achieve from a very short amount of time if you use it well and plan it well. And I was talking to, to this group of people on Friday, and as I say, you know, people kind of go, yeah, but we're really busy, we don't have time to enter awards. FSB opened their awards November, December, something like that. They don't close to January, February, depending on the region you're in. You've got plenty of time. If you want to write one answer per week then you can do it it's not difficult it's, it's all about chunking breaking these bigger tasks down into small tasks staying on point staying focused and achieving what you want to achieve and that can be an hour a week it can be an hour a day but you know give yourself the the, the privilege and the blessing of making that time for yourself to work on your business it is worth it Amen. And, and the number of people who will, who will say in the same conversation as I don't have time for will often go, oh, did you watch that four part series on BBC <laughs> about? And I think that was that was four. That was at least four hours of your life that you gave to that drama series when you didn't have time to market your business. But we won't go down that rabbit hole. Uh, Rachel, if I were a uh, genie in a magic lamp and I gave you just one wish, not three, what would be the wish that you would have? for hair and beauty owners with regard to the awards industry i think you know what i think you've already covered it you know i think it is about putting your name forward putting your name into the hat yeah. don't think everybody's doing it therefore it's old hats you know, um, i won't get a fair chance because every it's always london salons that win or whatever it is uh, if it's something that you can see working for your salon and it does, uh, then put your name into the hat. I would wish that more businesses were known to the judges, more individuals were known to the judges, that judges had a real battle when it came to reading those uh, awards submissions. And I'm making my life a lot harder by saying it, but I, I used to judge awards myself. And if there's one message I put out to any business, but you're talking about hair and beauty specifically, it's put your name into the hat, have a go. And if you're a startup business, do not assume that you're too young to go into these things. If you're a startup business, you know, strategically it's great because if you're not a startup business, you can't enter a startup business award. Mm -hmm. My goodness, if it's a women in business startup award, you've taken out more than 50% of your competition because the blokes can't enter and anybody who's above 12, 18, 24, 36 months old, every startup category has a different age, uh, amount of trading time on it. Uh, but if you're in that, enter. If you're not in that, you can't enter. So strategically, it's a 
it's a, a privilege and an opportunity that you're not going to have for very long. Put your name in the hat, have a go. What's the worst that's going to happen? You might win. <laughs> Be more Nike, just do it. Just do it. Um, who have been your biggest influences, either in life or in business? Who inspires you? Oh, gosh, I am really fortunate to be surrounded by some amazing um, male and female business owners. Um, Shahid, who I spoke about, who, who got me into this whole journey. Uh, he is a huge influence to this day in my life. Um, there's people like Julie and Nikki who run their own businesses, who are multi-award winners in their own right. Um, they they full of ideas I think a lot of my and I am not just saying this but a lot of my hairdressing clients do inspire me because I was one of those people that used to think how can I put a marketing plan in place for 12 months and then I realized that my hairdressing clients were doing it and I was thinking well if they can do it why can't I do it so yeah there's I'm, I'm surrounded I think by the very nature of the work I do I'm surrounded by ambitious focused um business owners and I, I get to learn a lot from them it's like the, the best MBA you can possibly do <laughs> oh that's wonderful and what do the months ahead look like for you uh, busy uh, <laughs> we where are we now March aren't we um, we've already got booked into our diary um, almost as many awards this year as we did in the whole of last year yeah. um, we have just put out our franchising opportunity. Uh, we are bringing on six new online courses to help people of all different um, uh, resource levels, um, uh, interest levels to understand what awards can do and how strategically uh, PR and awards can work together to help them promote their businesses. So that's all coming online. Um, yeah, we've, we've got, um, and of course, in April, the Queen's Awards for Enterprise open and they are huge awards. Um, so that April to September is always an incredibly busy time for us uh, for, for going through those 27 pages of questions. <laughs> the Queen's Award for Enterprise is arguably the the biggest application I've ever seen. Yes. Um, but I think also one of the most prestigious that we have yeah. if not the most prestigious in the UK uh, yeah. and I think a lot of small businesses think that you have to be an enormous organization to enter yep. that as long as you've got the uh, capacity and ability have the small businesses got just as much chance as the bigger ones yeah again it comes down to storytelling and I think some of the smaller businesses sometimes the smaller smaller businesses if they are innovative creative quick on their feet spot an opportunity can move quickly a lot of big corporates can't do that you know they've got they've got huge mechanisms that they've got to kind of you know it's like turning an oil tanker you don't do it on a sixpence do you when you're a small business you can there are some some very simple eligibility criteria you can find them by googling queen's awards for enterprise gov.uk site has them i think you need to be trading for a certain amount of time um, you need to have a certain amount of staff, but I think it's a, it's a low number. Um, but yeah, if you if you have a genuine story to tell, go for it. And I, I say that across any award, the Queen's Awards for Enterprise. Yeah, they're huge, but get your paperwork downloaded in April. You've got to September to get it through. Um, so, you know, just just chunk it down again, just chunk it down. Um, today has been amazing. If people want to connect with you, Rachel, where can they find out uh, and connect and, and send messages to? 
yeah um so we've got the website www.theawardspeople.co.uk that's got my full contact details on uh we're reasonably active on linkedin twitter instagram and facebook just look for the awards people or me my name is rachel hargrave you can have a look on linkedin for me connect with me there i'm always open to answering questions i am more than aware that not everybody is going to work with us but i genuinely want to encourage people to use this very powerful still underused strategy of entering and winning awards so i'm always up for answering questions and to to give as much information as we can and we do that an awful lot through our linkedin feeds we've also got a book coming out as well i forgot to mention that in april in october called the a to z of awards so we pu we're publishing information about from the book on, on online as well so there's loads of information that we're putting out there we, we're believing in sharing and giving out information and helps and helping tips and advice and all the rest of it so yeah find me find me on social find me on the website drop me an email give me a call let's talk ah, or just do it just or enter just the awards and then tell me yeah tell me hit me up on, on LinkedIn and say yeah we we entered and we did it good for you I'll always say huge congratulations whether you're a client of mine or not mm. do it thank you so much is there anything we haven't covered off today that you were hoping we would talk about no I think I've really enjoyed the conversation I think that's covered pretty much all of it yeah i'm good i will be watching out for the rise in awards applications across my categories in the coming months if if this hasn't oh. <laughs> um, galvanized people into action i don't know what will rachel thank you so much for your time you've been an absolute superstar today uh, we really appreciate it and good luck with the book launch thank you Thanks for joining me on Beauty and the Business Beast. My name's Debbie Lewis from Salon Angels. If you need business coaching, networking with other salon individuals, or recruitment solutions for your salon, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. Find us on any of the social media channels. Just search Salon Angels. Thanks also to our sponsors of this episode, Salon Socials. They've created a fantastic social media planner to help you get organised and in control of your social media scheduling. And they also run an incredible Monday marketing meetup online every week between 12.30 and 1.30 to help you get set for the week ahead with your social media posting. We'll see you next time.